Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So Mitch McConnell goes to Ukraine. It's not the setup for a joke. He was in Ukraine. Saw Vladimir Zelensky. Went to Finland. Cheered on the Finns for joining NATO. It was an interesting NATO conversation uh, to be had there. And then, of course, there's the rumor that Putin has blood cancer. And you ask yourself whether or not that's legit. I was just on my locals page, tonycats.locals.com. As we're transitioning out of Facebook, locals is where we're going. Um, and someone commenting that this whole idea that Putin has blood cancer, which which is now the big conversation. Supposedly there are some people who who leaked it, uh, who who know what's going on, and forever and a day. Uh, there has certainly been a rumor about Vladimir Putin's health. That's enough of that. Is it blood cancer? Well, I can't tell you. I would have absolutely no idea. Is it something? Oh, I absolutely believe it's something. And this, this we've been discussing this now for months. People have been on this subject much longer th- th- than I have and than we have. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what in the world is going on? On the, on the, fa- you know what, I was going to say on the Facebooks, but I'm so used to saying that. Forget those people. Forget those people. Throttling content and everything else. TonyKatz.locals.com. On Twitter at Tony Katz. Get her Tony Katz. Instagram, because Instagram has yet to cause me a problem. So we'll say that, Tony Katz. Everything at TonyKatz.com uh, is where you make it happen. I don't know if he's got blood cancer or not. I am absolutely unaware. Not his doctor. What I do know is that the the, the, the Finland move makes you realize that people aren't as worried about Vladimir Putin as they once were. The weakness in Ukraine uh, doing the same thing. But there's been a lot of talk about whether or not the United States should be continuing some level of funding of of this war. And I know I've had people argue it with me. Oh, Tony, you don't understand. Ukrainians are just a bunch of Nazis and the Russians are right. The Russians weren't right. Stop it. Doesn't mean the Ukrainians are good guys. There's that by the way, it's that nuanced argument right there. It's that that has most been detrimental to my career. (laughs) I swear to you, it's a true story. It's so frustrating because uh, the people who who get mad that I just won't agree with them outright, I'll I'll get called a squish, and uh, and, and uh, that's that. Just ridiculous nonsense. There's an argument to be made about whether or not you send another 40 billion and another 40 billion and another 40 billion. Of course there's an argument to be made. I would never tell anybody that you just send the money willy-nilly, unlimited. What a ridiculous thing to say. You know, Rolling Stone, a ridiculous uh, publication, 
used to be about music. Thomas Massey, long a friend to Russia, votes against resolution supporting Ukraine. The argument is Congressman Thomas Massey is is secretly a, a, a Putin lover? Or did he say, I can't allow myself to continue to send this money? We need to have the money here. There's nothing wrong with that position. The fact that I may not hold that position in this case is different than whether or not I think it's okay for somebody to hold the position. When Rand Paul, the senator, it blocks the $40 billion, as he did the other day, it's going to get voted on. If it hasn't already, he blocked the $40 billion because he doesn't see the need to keep sending all of this money. Others disagree. He doesn't do anything wrong, nothing wrong, by saying, whoa, 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 wait a second. I appreciate that. I'm a guy who believes that you keep the fight over there and you allow the Ukrainians to take on the Russian forces. Thus, I've been okay with funding. I've been okay with it. That doesn't mean infinitum. It doesn't mean forever and ever and ever. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden Ukraine is is a U.S. protectorate. All I want to send them is the hardware so they can do the job. The idea of, uh, of no-fly zones, totally against. The idea of, of troops on the ground, totally against. Totally against. Sending them weaponry, I had no problem with whatsoever. But every time we talk about money going, we're allowed to take a breath and a beat. We're allowed to ask ourselves if this is what indeed we want. It's the right thing to do. And the people who, uh, hold on, uh, on Twitter, uh, someone's called me a, a squish, but they're a longtime friend. See, it's just the way it works. The minute, <laughs> that guy's screwing with me. But the minute you don't agree 100%, you're a squish. That must be, that must be it. That I'm willing to engage rationally. That's the, that's the end of civilization as we know it. Something else. I swear to you. It is something else, my kids. I wanted to bring up Mitch McConnell going because just like when the Democrats went, I oppose his going. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely unnecessary. It's foolhardy. It is dumb. Democrats didn't need to go. Republicans didn't need to go. It's just not necessary. So stop it. Stop doing this. Stop pretending that showing up is needed. All you're doing is putting yourself in danger for not a good reason at all. All of this is now pressure to the idea of whether or not Joe Biden is going to visit. I don't want Joe Biden to visit Ukraine. I don't think any part of it is necessary. Did I feel it necessary for 
for Donald Trump to cross himself into North Korea? No, I did not. But it's clear, looking back on it now, that that was a well-planned moment. Right? I don't, I don't think uh, that, that proving tough guy is, is ever necessary. I think in doing things necessary. The idea of Democrats going to visit Ukraine as opposed to aggressively, aggressively engaging in deterrence to have stopped this invasion from happening in the first place, too little, too late garbage, if you ask me. Unnecessary, weak, cheap, stunt-esque. Nope, not ask, just stunt. And I'm not down with those. I am not down with those at all. Now, what is not a stunt is are these conversations about formula. I think I have an understanding now of what's going on with WIC, Women, Infant, and Children. I'm going to share with you what I know. You tell me what I'm missing. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So this started with a tweet that was sent my way from right here in Indiana. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm I'm dealing with a I just just angry people. Good Lord. Tony doesn't know what's happening in Ukraine. Okay. Glad glad we had this talk. I I, I feel better. It was a tweet that was sent my way from something happening in Indiana where uh, in in a supermarket in, in, in Franklin, Indiana, the shelves for baby formula are basically empty. Uh, and there are signs uh, that talk about the restrictions that exist, but there are no restrictions, like restrictions of how many cans you, of formula you can buy, but no restrictions for WIC customers, WIC, women, infant, children, Right? ways that people who are having a hard time making ends meet are able to to get the ability to purchase the these goods it's a weird thing i said this is an interesting question why are there restrictions and you know actually not why are there restrictions why don't baby formula restrictions apply to wick and i had some people as the usual suspects why do you be a journalist and investigate i asked the question because i'm trying to get an answer maybe somebody knows more about this subject than i do a lot of things I know a lot about. Wick, not my strong suit. And any radio host out there is like, here, let me tell you everything about Wick. Oh, I've known about it for years. Bull crap. You want to buy into that kind of stuff, feel free. Everybody thinks they know everything. Sometimes you don't know and you got to learn. That's what I'm doing. Forgive the honesty, everybody. Why in the world would a Wick customer be able to buy without having um, any restrictions, but people who are not on government insistence, they're restricted. And so as it got explained through some of these tweets and, and, and some reading, is that the WIC customers, 
I call them customers. I'm not using the right terminology there. People who are part of the WIC program, Special Supplemental Nutritional Program for Women, Infants, and Children, which it provides grants to states to support low-income uh, pregnant women and, and, and those who have had children, uh, as well as infants and children as old as five who are at a nutritional risk. Well, they are allotted a certain number of cans of formula at, I guess, a, a specific price. And it differs from, from state to state, I believe it is, in terms of who gets the contracts. Abbott Laboratories has a series of these contracts, but it's the Abbott facility that has been shut down for three months, is still shut down when it doesn't seem like it should be. There's, there's a question as to why the FDA hasn't opened this thing back up. But if you're allowed to get eight cans of formula under under WIC at the WIC pricing or or, or paid for by WIC, um, you are, you get eight. So therefore, if the restriction from the supermarket is two, but you are allowed through this program to get eight, you can get eight. So as as the as I understand it. And, I, and I'm I'm asking. I, you send it to Tony at TonyCats.com. You can call 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Uh, work with me here. Let's make sure we all understand the deal. They can get the eight if that's what they are entitled to under this program. They could still buy more outside of the program, but then they would be having the restrictions. So the people who are restricted to two cans, a, a shopping visit... They could come back five days in a row and buy two cans for each shopping visit. The people who are with, with WIC, they could buy eight cans at whatever this, this pricing is. But since they are not restricted, they could possibly, right, buy all eight at once. They could buy all eight at once. So the WIC user could empty out the store of formula because they are not held to the restrictions that the store is implementing. And people have argued, but they are restricted to the number of cans that they can buy. No, they're restricted by the number of cans they can buy under the WIC program. They could still buy cans after the fact. So therefore, the problem, as I see it, still exists. We've now created two classes of people. You have a group of people who get government assistance who will have more access to baby formula than those who don't have government assistance. The restriction on the number of cans you could buy via WIC may still be still exist. I don't say no to them. If it's only eight cans a month, then that's what it is. But since they can buy those eight cans under WIC and potentially purchase other cans outside of WIC, they are getting an advantage for getting government assistance. And I got a problem. Because, no. If anything, this has shown me even further the problems that exist with government interference. As I said, uh, very little do I know about WIC? Oh, I don't think that'll be that long before I know more than I ever bargained for. I'll know more than I ever thought I'd need to know my entire life. This 
This is, uh, this is fascinating. Now, again, you can make the argument that Abbott Laboratories had a problem. Abbott Laboratories had a problem. There was a bacteria that was was traced back to them, and uh, that's why the plan had to shut down. And since the way the government does the contracts with a formula for certain states, uh, that's why you're seeing in some states a real lack of baby formula. But Abbott Labs says, you take a look at the FDA report, the bacteria didn't come from us. Here's all the testing we did. The bacteria didn't come from us. Enter Pete Buttigieg. I want to ask you a little bit um, on a personal note. Uh, We've been talking about this baby formula shortage nationwide that's been ongoing now for months. You have infants at home. Do you have problems getting hold of formula? Yeah, this is very personal for us. We've got two nine-month-old children's baby formula is a very big part of our lives. And like millions of Americans, we've been rooting around stores, checking online, getting in touch with relatives in other places where they don't have the same shortages to see what they can send over. And we figured it out. We're all set, at least for now. But I think about what that would be like if you're a shift worker with two jobs. Maybe you don't have a car. You literally don't have the time or the money to be going from store to store. That's why this is such a serious issue, and that's why it's getting attention at the highest levels, including, of course, direct involvement by the president. Well, and and this is going to be an issue Congress takes up this week. I know the president's... Then you have the issue with this one plant, Abbott, um, whistleblower, the recall. It's May. Why has it taken so long? And why did the president on Friday seem to say that it was new information to him? He said, if we'd been better mind readers, I guess we could have done something earlier. Well, look, the administration acted from day one after the recall, taking steps like creating more flexibility. because a company was not able to I don't think this is a conversation of Abbott screwing up I mean it's possible they did but it's a weird throw under the bus it's a weird blame game going on right there and why is it coming from the Secretary of Transportation don't isn't the answer to Get it back open. Get the formula flowing. These people are so busy blaming, they can't do what's right. This is Tony Katz today. Dow is up 200. NASDAQ is down 62. We'll see where it goes and where it flows. Meanwhile, a Twitter not happy with Elon Musk. Again, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, they're making the claim that he has violated his NDA because of his conversation about putting the possible purchase on hold Because of the amount of bots or spam accounts. 
Twitter told Musk that the bot accounts make up than less than make up less than five percent of its users. And he had put out a tweet uh, that said, "You know, I'm uh, I gotta see what this bot thing is. We're, we're gonna we're gonna pa- take a pause here to make sure the bots aren't over the five percent of daily of daily active users." And then Twitter legal called him to say that he violated the NDA by revealing that the bot check sample size is 100. This actually happened. He didn't, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting take on how Twitter does things and how he is dealing with that. The kind of weird sensibilities they have over there. Which is really, how dare you even think you're allowed to question us? It's a belief that that they alone should be allowed to to have total control, right? They should be able to have control of you and control of your speech. Now, this happens in in a lot of ways. Let me give you a couple stories. Wisconsin, uh, producer Ari's homeland. Yup. Wisconsin has a story that they have middle schoolers who are being charged with sexual harassment. Middle schoolers, mind you. Woman receives a phone call from a principal over at the elementary school saying, uh, letting me know that I was going to be receiving an email with sexual harassment allegations against my son. This is the way she's relaying the story. Now, she's thinking, what in the world? Sexual harassment? She's like, inappropriate touching? Uh, rape? It's, it's middle school. What, what in the world possibly could my son have done? According to the email, her 13-year-old was accused of using incorrect pronouns to address another student. The mother says, I thought this wasn't real. I thought this has to be a gag or a joke. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Her son, two other boys are being charged by school officials with a Title IV violation, which prohibits gender-based harassment. The harassment is telling me I have to use specific pronouns. And the parents should so fight this school and this principal and these teachers that they literally move There is nothing under the sun that states you have to use any specific pronoun. There is no title anything that usurps my ability to free speech. And the school can kiss my... Well, I'm not going to say it. See what I'm doing? Trying to clean it up, guys. Trying to clean up the the, the jerk, as they say in the business. Took place in March, this incident. The student announced a preference of they and them... To be identified. Well, that's terrible uh, language. That's that's terrible grammar. I won't do it. Not going to do it. Not going to be part of somebody else's thing. According to the mom, her son was sticking up for one of his friends. She had been screaming at one of Braden's friends to use proper pronouns, calling him profanity. And this friend is very soft-spoken, so he kind of sunk down into his chair. So my son came up defending him and said he doesn't have to use proper pronouns. It's his constitutional right to not use. You can't make him say things. 
look, um, if, if you want to know why this has to be addressed by state legislatures and by governors and why you simply can't hide in the corner from this stuff, here you go. Here it is. It's pretty obvious that these things have to be addressed. You don't have to use any pronoun you don't want to use. And somebody making a claim that you're only allowed to use a pronoun, compelling speech, well, you don't have to pay attention to that person at all. You don't have to pay attention to that bigotry. No, 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 no. You don't have to be a part of that in the slightest. You don't have to play in that game. You are allowed to stand up and resist that, and I think it's extremely important that you do that for your kid's sake. Near imperative, you do that for your kid's sake. No kid tells another kid what they can and can't say. What kind of bullying garbage is that? And why in the world would the school allow that kind of bullying? You have to call me this. You have to actually say the words. Well, I don't want to say those words. Well, if you call me anything else, I go after you and I try and ruin you. And, and we, we call you a bigot. And the school codifies this? Stop sending your kids to school. Or, or better yet, since you've already paid in, throw the bums out and start fresh. And if you don't like being called bums, stop acting like bums. I mean, it's pretty easy. Now, the other story, a great story of the day, is uh, the uh, grifter Patrice Cullors. This is Black Lives Matter. Remember, if you gave to Black Lives Matter, the organization, you gave to a grift. And you gave money to show people how good and decent you are so you wouldn't be called a racist. That's why you did it. That's why you did it. Come on. You know it. I know it. We know it. What are we arguing about? You gave the money to Black Lives Matter, the organization, not because you give a good holy damn about black lives, but because you didn't want any protests. You wanted to show how wokeity woke, woke, woke you were. That's, that is 100% it. That's all. Now, this story about Patrice Cullors has to deal with Candace Owens. I have never met Candace. Seems lovely enough. Things she said I think are, are great for fight. Things she said, I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? That's my take on Candace Owens. But the argument was, was that Patrice Cullors claims that Candace Owens came to her house and harassed her and harassed her staff, and she's literally crying. She made a video crying. So Candace Owens made a video showing what Patrice Cullors was saying and what really happened because Candace Owens went to one of her multiple mansions, which Patrice Cullors has, which she took Black Lives Matter money and bought. That's my take. It's a grift. Anybody who gave, gave to a grifter. The whole organization was nothing more than a huge scam. All it ever was, all it ever will be. So Candace Owens, hearing that, that uh, Patrice Cullors is lying about her, saying that uh, Candace Owens harassed the staff, harassed her. No, 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 no. She puts out a video comparing the two videos. And Candace Owens admits that the only person she spoke to was a white security guard who remained silent through a gate.
This morning, I woke up to Candace Owens being outside of my house with a news crew. Um, she was demanding that I come outside. Hello. Um, I was just looking to speak to whoever is at this property because it's listed as the Black Lives Matter property. Sir? Does that sound threatening to anybody just yet? Anybody threatened at this moment? No? I feel okay. threatened. You, oh, producer sure I feel threatened. But uh, then again, uh, he's, he's threatened by the wind. Dude, so, the wind is... Don't agree, sir, on the wind. Let us continue. Hello? The fact that she's came outside my house and demanded things harassed me uh, is unacceptable. We're not trying to harass you. We'll gladly leave. We're just wondering if we can speak to anybody. Y'all, I really need my family to be safe. I need to be safe. I need my child to be safe. And this, this, what happened this morning is not safety. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. And she walks away. Patrice Cullors is crying because somebody knocked on her door. Curious to see how she is about um, the uh, uh, people who are protesting in front of Supreme Court justices' homes. I wonder. I wonder how we are there. Now, I'll tell you, no one's ever shown up in my house to do an interview. Right? And I don't have a gate. See, that's my problem, producer. I don't have a gate. I don't know. I hear they're expensive. Yeah, but, but then people could, you know, stay at the gate. That'd be better, right? Yeah, but then you'd have to hire a security guard. I got you. Oh, what's the going rate for me? What's the going rate? My, my safety to bring us constant joy day in and day out. You got yourself a security guard, you son of a gun. That's right. She's in tears over this. Someone showing up to ask questions. She didn't come to the door. She never had an interaction. Okay. And remember, how would Candace Owens know this is somebody's home? It's labeled as a Black Lives Matter property. It's different than someone's home. You show up to somebody's home, yeah, that could be seen as awkward. You show up to someone's place of business, which you're told this is. Isn't that why Black Lives Matter purchased it? This big, I don't know, it's got studio space and this and that. No, it's a place for Patrice Cullors to party with friends. It's what it is. Remember, it's all been a scam from word go. A scam. To get you to believe something's happening that isn't. Like, for example, they're doing good things for people who are black, which, of course, a Black Lives Matter isn't. They're doing good things for people who have the bank accounts of Black Lives Matter. That's what's happening there. Then there's the part three, which is exactly how crazy this real estate market is or not. So there's a mansion in Bel Air. You ever been to Bel Air? Bel Air's nice. Bel Air is nice stuff. This mansion is this mansion is fine. 
This is absolutely beautiful. The infinity pool and and everything else, a little bit of grass, all the glass that that looks out over the the the, the view. It has a DJ table, a DJ booth that rises out of the living room floor by hydro, by hydraulics. It's a DJ booth that lifts up. The uh, garage is uh, black marble. And there's a glass marble bridge above the, 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 the foyer. And the guy selling this place, uh, he, he was a doctor and became a developer, as sometimes happens because they make so much money and they need to do something with the money. But they realize they, they never realize they don't actually have the business sense or seckle, as it said in the business. And so uh, he started having some serious debt. So he's like, you know what? I'll sell this house. He wants to sell the house for $87.8 million. $87.8 million. What he didn't realize or wouldn't allow himself to realize is just because there's a wild real estate market out there, it doesn't mean that there are buyers for $87.8 million worth of mansion. When they start the bidding, they started at $40 million. And the owner's like, what are you doing? Highest bid comes in at $45.8 million. First, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty big offer. You know, it's one of these places, it's 17,000 square feet. It's, it's seven bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. View of Los Angeles, gorgeous. Gorgeous. But this guy's out of his head. He's considering suing people. How could you list it for so low? He's considering all the options because people wouldn't give him the 80 plus million dollars. The moral of this story is that just because you believe something to be worth something doesn't mean that it is. It's only worth what people will pay for it. If the most you can get is 45 million, uh, that's what it's worth. Oddly enough, 45 million was not enough to cover his debts. That's a lot of debt. A tremendous amount of debt. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Fast Company magazine about business. Uh, They've got a plan. And their plan is to find out who in the corporate world doesn't support abortion on demand or abortion in general or whatever it is they think needs to be supported because business uh, magazine Fast Company wants companies to take a survey and let what is your stance on abortion and if you don't take the survey we're going to disclose which one of you refused to take the survey so corporate blackmail Give us the right answer about your corporate position on abortion or we'll expose the fact that you don't have the right position on abortion. That's that's very messed up. That is some diseased stuff going on. Must we have everybody's opinion on every last thing or can I just buy a Diet Coke for the love of God? Now, don't get me wrong. There are things that you hear about companies doing where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pass. You won't get me to buy Ben and Jerry's. 
You wouldn't get me to have Ben and Jerry's as a sponsor. No chance. Ben and Jerry's is allowed to do what it does. I'm allowed to say, I'll pass. You don't hear me threatening them. I'm like, it's just like, nope, not buying that. Not going to tar- uh, partake of that. Uh, I've got plenty of other places where I can get cherry ice cream. If indeed that's the ice cream I want. What Fast Company is doing is saying, uh, tell us the proper position or else. That's some evil stuff right there. Very standard. Very standard. Unfortunately, in today's society. Go find me on Twitter and follow, if you would, at Tony Katz. Everything at TonyKatz.com. We've got more. This is Tony Katz Today.